Good morning, David Doreen, along with Marcus. This is the morning KLH, and it's time to talk Packer football with our Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN Radio, Jason Wildey. Good morning. How you doing, Jace? I'm great, everybody. How are you? We're doing good. fine, thank you. And the big question that I have, did anybody find out why the security guard was in Matt LaFleur's way? He had to push him out of the way. What was that all about? Yeah, that was uh, that was weird, wasn't it? Was um, no, I don't. I don't remember seeing anything from like my Detroit colleagues or anybody explaining why he uh, was in that path. I also like Matt, Matt Lafleur played college football. He played for the uh, Omaha Beef of the <laughs> indoor football league. Uh, he also played for like a team in Montana. I mean, he's a good athlete. He's yeah. 44 years old, but I felt like he could have probably eluded that fellow uh, as opposed to kind of chucking him as he drove ran by. You know what? I, I can relate to that. Anybody that's ever been walking and people are walking towards you staring at their phone and they're deviating into your path, how many times would you not love to just shove them and be like, uh-huh. look up, <laughs> just look up. Get good stiff arm. Yes, yeah, good stiff arm. Hey, and Jordan Love, have you ever seen the kind of improvement over a three-week or three-game span that Jordan Love has exhibited? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, in in fairness, I don't know if I've, at least from a quarterback perspective, I've had opportunities to see that kind of three-week improvement because the two guys that I covered yeah. were – pretty darn good from the moment that they started playing. Um, right. And I think Rodgers, his, his floor in 2008 was much higher than what Jordan's was coming in. Now, I look, I've watched him since his rookie training camp in 2020 when they had no offseason program because of COVID. And he was a, you know, a really young guy, 21 years old. And he didn't look very good in 2020. I, I, I watched practice and thought, oh, boy, this is your first-round pick. And so what we've seen in the last three weeks has been kind of a, a crowning moment for a guy who's improved through the course of these four years. Now, you know, I, do, I think I said this to you guys last week, I feel a little bit like I keep putting my thumb on the scale. And when people are really down and think, oh, God, these guys are terrible and love's not the guy, you know, I'm the one pushing down on the other side saying, all right, it's, look, growth is not linear. It's a process. He's going to get better. We're seeing, you know, moments of brilliance mixed in with all your frustration. And now I feel like I have to go to the other side and say, all right, he's had three really good weeks. I didn't think he was that great against the Rams, but they won the game and his numbers were good. But I, I, I thought the the tipping point for me was Pittsburgh because he played the way that you wanted to see him play. So the last three games, he's really played that way. Now he's got to sustain that, but suddenly we've gone from, could these guys end up with a top five draft pick to could these guys make the playoffs? And that is in large part because their quarterback and the young guys around him have kind of figured things out. All right. I never got nervous when Mason Crosby was going to kick the ball. Is that an anomaly? Because every time now that it's time for a, a, an extra point or a field goal, I have zero faith. Yeah, I, look, it, I think you probably have a little bit of amnesia, Doreen, because you had that 2012 season where one he really season. was bad. 
Yeah. Uh, and then he, there was that other the season toward the end of McCarthy's tenure where he struggled to... Okay, two, uh, maybe. Or maybe <laughs> at, the, at the start. But that said, you're right. I mean, and, and what's weird, here's the weird thing about the rookie class, is that there were a bunch of these young guys who weren't playing well early on and were struggling. And, like, Anders Carlson was the only one who looked good. He didn't miss a kick. Like, his first, like, 16 kicks in the NFL... He made them all, and now, you know, I thought that that 63-yard field goal was a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a feeling, we've seen it before in other games, where they put a guy underneath the crossbar waiting for the ball to come up short, and then you can return it. And if 340-pound T.J. Slayton doesn't find a way to tackle that dude, it's probably a touchdown. So uh, that I don't put that one on Anders, but, yeah, it's even extra points now which are longer than they used to be for most of Mason's career, are an adventure. And I agree with you that there should be some apprehension. He needs to try and get things figured out, especially now as the stakes start to get higher with them having kind of recovered from that four-game losing streak. As much credit for the game as we saw with the growth of Jordan Love, the receivers, the play of Rashawn Gary, is the growth of the offensive line the key to the win over the Lions? Yeah, they they were great. I mean, if you think back to that game on September 28th, Marcus, uh, Love was sacked a season-high five times. He was hit 12 times. Um, On Thursday, he wasn't sacked at all against the exact same guys uh, and was hit only four times. I mean, that is protection personified. And so that was enormous. I mean, look, I, I like Dan Campbell. I find him very entertaining. I would have never tried that fake punt where they tried it. That was just stupid. It basically handed the Packers a touchdown. Um, he is very aggressive. There's no doubt about it, but sometimes uh, being aggressive can get you beat, and that sure did not help their cause. So there were a lot of things that went into it. I really do think that their receivers, you know, we kept talking about how LeFleur was trying to figure out, all right, what, how much can I give these guys and still have them be able to execute it without them being bogged down mentally or making too many mistakes. And they, they seem to have found that. Now, next Sunday night is going to be tough against the Chiefs, although early on in their game, you're like, oh, these guys, these guys are falling apart. And then they got things together. But those last five games, uh, the Giants, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears, I think the Packers have gone from a team where you're like, can these guys beat anybody? To now they're a team where you feel like they can beat anyone, but they can still also lose to anyone. It's going to be a really interesting six weeks here starting this week. Can you explain a little bit about how Jordan Love has won over the locker room and how the guys support him really, I mean, more so than I've seen any quarterback being supported? Yeah, I think this happened in 08 as well. I remember very vividly talking to some of the younger guys on that team. And I remember Favre used to dress in a separate locker room, and he was just the old guy that didn't relate. And I also think that with Rodgers, there was just an excitement when he took over because these other guys had spent time with him on the scout team. And there was just a connectivity there that, those younger guys didn't feel with Favre. But now it's, you know, deja vu all over again. You know, I think there were guys, Romeo Dobbs is the one that really springs to mind the most, that just 
they didn't connect with Rodgers at all. I mean, I still, I'll never forget standing at Romeo Dobbs' locker and him saying during training camp that Aaron taught me a lot, barely speaking to me. I was like, wow. whoa. Wow. And, and you could tell that Romeo knew that he had said something that was going to be a headline. And he was like, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I didn't learn anything. He taught me a lot. And he had a really good relationship. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, but I think with Jordan, there is that kind of roughly the same age, like this same interest, same point in your life. Like, you know, I even find it now where, you know, there was a time when the girls were really little where, you know, you related to the guys that had, you know, two, three, four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And now that the girls are 12 and 13, uh, there aren't many guys that are players. I mean, there's not many guys in that locker room at this point. They are children still themselves largely, yeah. but there's, it's just different. Right. And so I think that's part of it, but I, I really, I really do believe this. And, and LaFleur, you know, I had somebody in the organization get irritated with me with something I said on the radio about how, what LaFleur said after the game about how you can't help but root for Jordan. And he's one of the guys, which I think is really important in that position whether LaFleur was doing it subconsciously or not, he was juxtaposing Rodgers and Love. And Rodgers was the grumpy old man last year. Like, he just, and, and I think his incredible overcorrection in New York was his way of admitting that he screwed up last year. And now this team with Jordan, he just, there's just a, you know, he doesn't scream and yell at guys. He doesn't put them down on Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show for their mental errors. Like, there's just a, a level of not only confidence, but respect that these young guys are feeling from a guy that's their age and is still making mistakes himself that I think really makes it work in that locker room. So is Christian Watson one of those guys, too? Because, you know, in the beginning, if he dropped those couple of passes when he was playing against Aaron with Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron wouldn't throw mm-hmm. to him for I don't know how long, half the season at least, but now he seems to have come out and kind of making a name for himself. Yeah, look, I, I, his, his season last year I think was misleading. He had that four-game stretch where he was like Randy Moss. But, and even, even then, like I'll never forget this, they, you know, they're playing the Cowboys and he had that huge game with the three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But the first two passes in that game he dropped. Right. And if you're watching closely on tape, you can see – Aaron Rodgers look over to the Cowboys sideline at McCarthy and put his arms up like, see what I'm dealing with here? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was hilarious. I don't know. I've actually thought that Christian Watson, and I don't know if it's because of his dad, who if you follow him on social media or how he's fighting with Packers fans or was, uh, is obviously really tough on him. But I thought Christian Watson was the one guy who actually could handle Rodgers being really tough slash mean to him. Uh, the, the other guys were not as comfortable with that. But he, he's kind of he's turned – the light has turned on again for him. Mm-hmm. The question is how long will it stay on? Because if you look back on last season, he, uh, he had that four-game stretch, and then he disappeared for another three games. And then he had a good game in the last game that they lost to the Lions and missed the playoffs. So – He's got to find some consistency. He's one of the "quote unquote" older guys in there as the second, as one of the second-year guys. This has to be the start of something big, not just one good game on Thanksgiving. It was the John Madden Thanksgiving celebration game, and was it just me? Is the turducken and the six-legged turkey gone now? They had no turkey leg for Jordan Love. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they had they, they. It sounded like they had it and they lost it. So I don't know. Like, did they drop the turkey? Was it undercooked? Did the little thing not pop out <laughs> when they were cooking it? Like, what? I I don't know. They made a donation in his name to his favorite charity. But it was funny because Jordan even said it after the game that Sean Clifford and Alex Magoo, their backup quarterbacks, were like, hey, bring us a turkey leg. Yeah. And then he didn't even get one himself. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Aaron Andrews obviously apologized to him live on television. But there's there's a mystery. I'll have to ask Jordan when I see him mm-hmm. uh, if they ever found out exactly what happened to his turkey. All right, my friend. Well, thank you very much for the insight. We'll talk later in the week about the Chiefs game. We appreciate it. All right, I look forward to it, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Radio, and brought to you today by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call him at 866-992-1717 or mrhollandshomeservices.com. Also brought to you by DJ's Transmissions and Milwaukee Muscle Cars and Restoration. Now buying vintage minibikes and muscle cars, visit djstransmissions.com. Jason Wildey, part of the Morning KLH.